Hi, welcome to another episode for this is part two of how to find your identity. We're going to be dealing with strongholds. How do you cast them down? What are they? When thoughts come to your head that do not line up with who God says you are, how do you deal with them? Especially those strongholds that seem to linger, that seem to pull you down. In this episode, we'll be discussing that and many more. So I pray that this blesses you. I pray that your heart is open to receive what God has for you today. And I cast down any stronghold in your life. In Jesus' name, God bless you as you listen. Um, Dr. Ian mentioned about Joseph had authority in part of his house, but his identity was rooted in, in God. Even though he, he had the, even though he had the leeway or the authority to do what he wanted to do, and it reminds me of the scripture in Matthew seven twenty two, when Jesus says, "Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name, cast out demons in your name, and done many wonders in your name?" And I'll de- and I'll declare to them, "I never knew you. Depart from me, you practice lawlessness." All these people in Matthew seven twenty two based their identity on things that they did. They prophesied in your name. They preached a good message. They cast out demons. They built their ministry on casting out demons. They did many miracles. They did all these things. Their identity was rooted in that. But Jesus said to them, I never knew you because they never rooted their identity in Christ. So I encourage you today as you're listening to this, that I want you to root your identity, who you are, in who Jesus says you are, not in the things that you do, even that those things may be great, but rooted in who Jesus says you are. Amen. Um, I just want to quickly go on to the next question because of time. And I want to go back to what we're talking about, which is about um, Pastor Catherine was almost mentioning something about strongholds. And I want to go take this to Sister Natalie Diaz. Now, if my identity is in Christ, that's where he established. And I'm a new creation, according to Matthew, 2 Corinthians 5.17. But why do I have certain strongholds, but everything of the old man is gone? Which means, why is it that certain things are still clinging on to me, but every other thing of the old man is gone? So I'm doing this, everything is well, but certain things. So I'm going to repeat the question again, and I'm going to give it to Sister Natalie. If my identity is in Christ, and I'm a new creation, why do I have certain strongholds, but everything of the old man is gone? Sister Natalie, the floor is for you. God bless you. God bless. So to simply um, put this question is that, um, answer this question is that you're amending. And to amend, the dictionary shares that it means to put right, to change something for the better, or to reform. So think about it this way. For so long, you've lived your life according to lies that you've believed. Lies that the enemy, the devil, has strategically placed in different events of your life to discourage you, to disable you. Whatever these strongholds are, I don't know what they are, whatever they are, they've built up over time, so it won't take a moment to tear them down. You probably accepted this false identity for a long time, so while you have a clean slate and you received Christ, and you now have his spirit on the inside of you, the transformation is happening the healing is taking place. The word says that he who began a good work in you shall bring it to completion. I think this is in the book of Philippians. Um, So to say that it's, it's a process. It does not manifest instantaneously. We need to remember that God has an appointed time for everything. 
And as believers, we must get into an agreement with him. Disagree with the enemy and come into agreement with him. I believe a lot of um, a lot of people share that on this line. Get into agreement with God and agree with him on what he says about you, what he thinks about you. And to do that, we must renew our minds with the word of God and take on our new identity in Christ. So, yeah. So the word says that we die daily. So there may be some things that you were freed from immediately, and there's going to be some things that's going to take time. And it's not by our might, it's not by our power, but it's by his spirit, and we have to remember that. And we have to rely on him. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for that, uh, Sister Natalie. Before I go into Pastor Durham's uh, last question, does anybody have any contribution to that? Yeah, breaking strongholds is um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, by the blood of Jesus. We renew our mind, yes, but there are some things that are beyond us. And we have power in the name of Jesus. We have power by the blood of Jesus. The strongholds could be sexual. The strongholds could be habitual. It could be you know, temperamental. It could be an anger situation that, you know, is taking hold of our mind and we seem not to be able to handle it. Remember that it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by my spirit, says the Lord. The Bible says the weapon of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to put it down of stronghold. And also the Bible says that this also, this type of demons will not go out except by prayer and by fasting. So if you know that there are things that is holding you like bound, you have to learn how to how to pommel your body in that regard. For example, um, if maybe there is a stronghold, something that has built, a habit that has built over a long period of time, and you're finding it difficult, um, you pray, you believe the Lord, and then you you take action in that regard by making sure you fast yourself away from that situation. For example, if you know you're somebody that's very angry very easily, I remember there was a time the Lord said to me that I'm, I'm, I, I, I must be quiet in a particular circumstance that took years. The Lord said, don't talk, don't contribute, don't do anything, zip your lip, because God needed to deal with my ego at that level. God needed to make me, you know, handle pride at at that time. And God said, even if you know it, be quiet, don't say anything about it. And God made sure that I, he, he sustained that instruction for me for years before he can release me because he now knew that I've been able to master it. If you know maybe you are somebody that you don't know how to apologize or maybe you are somebody that is watching a particular type of movie or saying some things or you are going on some... There was a time the Lord told me not to go on social media for almost one and a half years. 
just realized that at that time you post something you are looking at how many people like it, how many people comment on it, how many and the Lord said, Don't even go not even for ministry for almost one and a half years. So you have to learn to master some things and fast them out of your life. Fast them out of your life. Pray, break that hold in the name of Jesus and do something that is going to make it, um, that is going to re remove his continuous, continuous um, manifestation or presentation or expression in your life. My prayer is that whatever it is, there's a stronghold over anyone here tonight, the Lord God Almighty will break it by his power and give the person victory over every form of challenge in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Amen. Thank you very much for that. Um, now I'll go on to, to the last question. And um, I actually want Pastor Deering to just involved in a stronghold so much that they it begins to warp who they are. They don't know who they are anymore. So perhaps they've been delivered from something, but this thing keeps on recurring, recurring, recurring. And they've gotten to a point where they don't know who they are anymore. They simply do not even know who they are. Like they're clueless at this point. So I want Pastor Adirian at this time to minister to those who are listening, who the question goes is this, I don't know who I am anymore. So Pastor Adirian, the floor is yours. I guess the the question presupposes the fact that um the person at this person at some point knew who they they were and um I guess the question I would ask would be how do they see themselves? Yes, they may have said they gave themselves to Christ but how do they see themselves? Do they see themselves based on on their qualifications, their education? do they see themselves based on their relationship status? Did they see themselves based on the physical traits, physical identify them? Um, if this was the case, you take out any of those things, and even though they're in Christ, but if they base their identity on those things, on their relationship status, if tomorrow the relationship switches from marriage to trying to go through a divorce, they're going to question everything about their identity because it's been pulled, something has been pulled away. If for any reason they lose their job, their bank accounts are affected, they're going to question it. If for any reason they, um, they get in some kind of accident that affects their physical features that people can mark them by, you take any of these markers, it's going to pull, it's like pulling a rug from under them. So it becomes like a constant um, struggle. And so we have to check that, okay, I've given myself over to Christ, but where am I rooting my identity? Where am I rooting my, my belief? It's, it's my confidence based on all these external factors. That, made, that, that are blessings that God has given me. It says, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and, it's right, and all these things will be added unto you. I, I think sometimes we focus on the, all these things and not the actual kingdom. So we focus on the fact that God has blessed you with a house, the fact that God has blessed you with children, the fact that God has blessed you with a good career, or God has blessed you with certain things, and we focus on that more than the actual creator. So once any of those things are taken off, we start questioning everything we're about. 
because somehow we've tried and like the, the season we're in right now in quarantine, there are people questioning their identity right now simply because the things they held dear, the things that held value to them have been pulled up from under them. Some people are now on furlough now. So it's almost like, oh, what do I do? What do I do? So we have to return. If anything is telling us, we have to return to Christ. So the only way is like, the only way is that I don't know who I am anymore. I have to now question, who did you think you were before? Well, was your the value the way you see yourself? Because it's not even about how others are seeing you. Did you see yourself in their eyes based on your looks? Did you see yourself based on how much you can donate? Did you see yourself based on how how well you speak or your qualification? Did you start your introduction by saying, "Well, this is"? I was listening to someone um, earlier today, and she said, "Prior to and God took us through a process," and she said, "Prior to this, she used to introduce herself as." an anchor. She's like, I'm an ABC anchor. I do this. I do. So she used to like introduce herself first based on all the qualifications before she would even indicate wife, mother. And those were like to her, those are secondary. So she says certain things happened in her life where it literally pulled a lot of those positions away. So she now has to go back and check who did I, and, and God, who am I? So you have to go back to the creator the same way a manufacturer of a product, you can only go back to that manufacturer to fix whatever default or whatever flaw there is. The same thing with us as children of God. If we've accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior, God is our creator. When there's anything we're questioning, we have to go back to the creator to find out why we were questioning it in the first place. Because if we go back to God, he will reveal to us. If we go in all humility, he will reveal to us the areas where we need to lean on him, the areas we need to focus on, the areas where, where we're sort of like missing the mark, the areas where it's almost like strongholds, it's like, okay, you need to deal with this. And like what Pastor mentioned, if he calls you out and says, this area is a problem, you need to call it out and say, this is sin. And now you now when you now admit that it is wrong, God can now, through the Holy Spirit, that uh, will allow the process of delivering you from that weakness, of, of, of washing you, of making you whole. So we have to, to, to say, I don't know who I am anymore. I would have to say, you need to re-examine and say, who did I, where did I place my value? Where did I place my peace? Where did I place my confidence? Was my confidence based on the fact that I have this, this accomplishment and that's why I base it? Am I introducing myself? Even if nobody's interviewing me, when I introduce myself, how am I introducing myself to the world? Am I starting with all the qualifications before I come to the fact that I'm a child of God? Or am I introducing myself first as someone who is called by God? And then if I'm called by God, whatever, is, whatever accolades that come after the fact that is given by men is, is secondary to the primary calling. So we have to look back and say, and, and, and if you've lost your way, because it's because we're all human beings and because part of identity is the fact of being. And if you think of the fact that being is almost like a continuous sentence, it means that we have an entire lifetime to become more like Christ. You see, when it says you give your life to Christ, it doesn't stop there. It says we have to renew our minds. And part of building our identity in Christ is renewing our minds. And the only way we can renew our minds is to go back to the word of God and study to see what God says about who we are now that we are in him. So we have to still go back. And if you look at the fact that God says in Jeremiah 1.5, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. So the one person who knows us even closer than the mother who gave birth to us is God. So when we 
anything that goes wrong, if we go back to the source, back to the creator, he's able to bring us back. He's able to restore us. He's able to bring us back to remembrance of who he is. And when we know who he is, we're able to hide under him and find out who we are. You see, we can't find out who you are outside of Christ. Because outside of Christ, you will base everything about you on all the external factors. And those external factors are so temporary. They are so temporary. The physical traits that you had in your 20s, change in your 30s, change in your 40s, it changes. So those traits or those external factors are very temporal. We have to go back to the everlasting source, which is, in, which is Jesus Christ. So I would tell that person, I don't know who I am anymore. Go back, self-examine yourself. Return back to God. Go back to the word of God. See what God says about who you are and who this new person you're supposed to be in. And then also, if there's any area you're struggling, call it out. God, I'm struggling in this area. God, I base my identity on this person, on this, on this specific relationship. This person broke up with me. You have to go back and start identifying the areas that you know is a struggle and call it out as sin and ask for the Holy Spirit to, to guide you. And also know that he says, um, and that there's so many scriptures that say, if we return to him, he'll return to us. And I'll finish with, I think it's Zechariah um, 1, no. I'll go with um, Second Chronicles more like um, Second Chronicles. I think I believe it is in in fifteen verse four. Verse four. It says, um, "But when they they were in their trouble and distress, they turned to the Lord God of Israel." I'm reading from the Amplified Version. And in desperation, earnestly sought him, and he let them find him. So if we go to God, he will let us find him. So I, I, I think if we're struggling, we should go back to him, and he will let us find him, and he will restore us, and he will bring us back to the very place we're supposed to have started with in the first place, which is in Christ. And that's pretty much all I have here. All right. Thank you very much for that. Um, it is currently 9.54. Um, so I think a lot has been said about this, but there is a bonus question. I don't know if we have time for this bonus question. So, um, keep in mind that it's 954. So if anyone chooses the answer, keep your answers very short. It says, is separation from the world necessary to finding your identity? So I'm going to repeat that again. Is separation from the world necessary to finding your identity? I'm opening this question to anybody who feels better to answer. Yes. 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 Okay. Separation from the world is very important because if you do not stand for who you are in Christ and you want to be like the world, you will lose your identity, you will lose your way. And it starts from one little thing that gives room to another. One thing leads to another. If you want to be like the world in, in one thing, then it's going to give room to another thing. So the most important thing you need to do to maintain your identity is to be who God wants you to be. Don't try to impress people 
because the moment you're trying to impress people and look for their affirmation and everything, you would want to bend to make them give you what you want, their affirmation. And then you are, you are now going to be playing to their expectation. And as you play to their expectation in one thing, it gives room to play to their expectation in another thing. And now you are so people conscious that you are so afraid that, oh, if I don't do what they like, then I am not going to be affirmed. And that keeps going and keeps going. And when does it end? Just stick with it. Whether they like you, they don't like you. Just do what God has said about you and make Jesus Christ your focus and your standard. And that will be much easier for you than want to be a chameleon trying to please everybody. You will get to a point, you will get overwhelmed, you will get confused, you will get frustrated. Just be like who God wants you to be. Seek to please Jesus. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Does anybody have any contributions before we do the closing prayer? Okay, so on that note, um, this has been a discussion on identity, how to find your identity. Um, so I want to thank, first of all, everyone that has participated in this. I want to thank God for you, for your yes, first of all, to, to agreeing to do this. And I pray that as you've, as, you've shown in, as you've shown into people's hearts, that God will continue to water and to bless your lives in Jesus' name. Um, I also want to stress that during this time of quarantine, that this is the time that you have to get into the Word of God, because your identity ultimately comes from God's Word, what He says about you. Okay, your identity, as, as Pastor uh, Dr. Bridger was saying, doesn't come from the world. It comes from what God says about you. So during this time, this is the time to get into the Word of God and let God build your identity. Let God speak to your heart on what He wants you to do and who you are. Amen? So even at this time, I'd like to um, ask uh, Reverend Dr. Bridget Betty to close us up in prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you so much for the time we have had in your presence and all the things that we have discussed. Holy Spirit of God, you are the teacher, you are the one that knows exactly what we need. The Bible says that the anointing abides inside of us and we don't need anyone to teach us. So, Holy Spirit of God, we ask that you will speak to us in the language we all understand, even people that are sent in those questions and even the areas that have not even been able to address properly, or maybe there are still things that they are still confused. Lord, you are the one that knows how to clarify, you are the one that knows how to fix it. So, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask of you, oh God, that you are going to reach out to every single one at their levels. That Lord Jehovah God, you're going to make them champion over their challenges. For the Lord, that you're going to simplify the things that are difficult. For the Lord, that you're going to empower them by your Holy Spirit. And as we go to sleep tonight, Father, we ask, O oh Lord, that you would keep us um, in peace. Lord Jehovah, you will keep us rested. For the Lord, you will protect us from all evil, both sin and unseen. For the Lord, we shall sleep in peace and we shall stop in peace. We cover our lives in the blood of Jesus, cover our families in the blood of Jesus, cover our church family in the blood of Jesus, cover our nation in the blood of Jesus, cover the whole world in the blood of Jesus. For the Lord, we thank you because we are victorious over, over coronavirus. We have supernatural immunity over coronavirus. For that, we thank you because no evil will touch us, no play will come near us in Jesus' name. Thank you. We bless and bless your holy name in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. 
Amen. Amen. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much for joining. Have a good night. And may God bless you and keep you. Amen. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night. And thank you for listening to How to Find Your Identity. Um, we meet every Tuesdays on the phone. The phone number is one 313 5666 That's every Tuesdays for Peculiar Youth Connect. Now, if you need prayer for any reason, um, we have a prayer every Thursdays at 8 p.m. And it's on the same phone number. That's 866-313-5666. I pray that as you as you have been listened to this, as you've been blessed by this, please share it with anyone that you know that needs to hear about how God sees them. It's important, especially during this time of quarantine. So again, God bless you. We love you and take care.